Hey, this is Corey Gorkreist. Before we jump into this interview here with Josh from Phobophilic, which is honestly one of my favorite interviews I've done all year, um, uh, just a little disclaimer, I was in the process of moving into my new place, and uh, I had got a new mic, and so my audio wasn't fully set up yet when I conducted this interview, so you're going to hear a lot of low audio and a lot of high audio, there's going to be a lot of, you know, there's a lot of audio drops uh, that happened during it. You're going to hear a lot of clicking because I was trying to level out the audio the entire time we were we were recording this. So it, it's going to sound, you know, all over the place uh, audio-wise. And I did the best I could to level that out and to fix it. And I honestly debated on not putting this interview out there because I had so much trouble with this and, and it didn't sound the way I really wanted it to. But I wanted this interview out there because we had so much fun doing it. And Josh is a great dude. The album is fucking amazing. And we, we, we did a track-by-track track of the record. We talked about COVID. We talked about Taco Bell. We talked about horror movies. I mean, this is just a fun interview. And, and we, I really wanted you guys to listen to it. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, you know, once you suffer through the audio itself, which isn't as bad as probably I'm making it, but I really hope you enjoy it. Go support Phobophilic. And thank you all for listening so much and supporting. And uh, please uh, continue to do that. Share, like, subscribe. And enjoy the interview. Thank you, guys. Yo, this is Josh from Phobophilic, and you are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. Ah! That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Corey Gore, Christ Phantasm Podcast. I have an awesome guest today. We have Josh of Phobophilic here to talk about their debut full-length, Enveloping Absurdity. It comes out September 1st on Prosthetic Records. Josh, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How you doing? Awesome, man. I'm so excited to dig into this record with you. And, um, super impressed with what I've heard. Obviously, I've been a fan of you guys for a while now, so it's uh, awesome you guys finally get a you know your debut out so really excited to talk to you about it for sure yeah thank you for having me on it's definitely the the full length's definitely been like in the works for quite a while for sure oh yeah and real quick i guess talk about some of the shows you guys have wrapped up um here in the recent last few months you guys have been doing quite a bit you guys definitely been staying busy oh yeah for sure um Earlier, a little earlier this year, we just played like LDB Fest, um, the Hardcore Fest in Louisville. That was really cool. That was like the first time we like ever really played like a fest like that, like at all. And it was like it was like kind of intimidating too, being like the, the kind of like one of the odd bands out. But we had you know really good reception and really fun, really cool. Um, and then just uh, just last month, we did like our first like East Coast tour, and that was really cool too. Um, played like a lot of places like we'd never been like further than like toledo probably yeah um, so it was, it was just cool to finally like get out there and like i don't know just play a coast and 
see the cities because like we hadn't been like most of us hadn't even been out uh to that part of the country even like recreationally or anything so it was just right. like a really good experience all around nice and uh one of the some of the things that you kind of found on tour you know traveling and stuff you guys were kind of uh you know not really expecting but you guys uh, maybe routine wise you guys just really got you know into as far as traveling um you know i think we try to be like as prepared as we, as we possibly can i think we definitely sure. like learned learned a lot like on this run just as far as like uh like managing our time and yeah um so like because that was also like the the longest run we've ever done too um just like a little under two weeks there but um no definitely <laughs> definitely just uh try to find sleep where you can and <laughs> make sure we like have an idea of like where we can park like uh we were like so stressed out like driving in new york city oh yeah <laughs> just like because that's like uh like in fargo like we don't like we never have traffic like that right like we're like <laughs> yeah it's like a medium-sized city here like we we don't even have traffic like period so, so yeah like, get through there and like that was like kind of tripping and to like just the just like the tolls thing too like that's not like really a thing out here either so yeah um just like uh when we got home getting hit with those toll things it was like kind of eye-opening a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of shock there as per axle you're like fuck man this is <laughs> i'm not gonna miss this part yeah, yeah for sure for sure and then it's like uh finding food and all that stuff easy for you guys i'm sure a lot of fans and stuff too are kind of like welcoming and accommodating hopefully when you guys go out for sure, um, it was it was easier than like you'd think. So like our band, um, like two of the guys are vegan, like myself. Uh, yeah, like same here. Vegetarians. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so it was like it wasn't like terribly hard. I think mm-hmm. we we like brought a bunch of shit with us too. Like, yeah, that's like good. shit you could just like warm up um, in the microwave, like add hot water to, like that helped out a lot. But like otherwise, nice. honestly, like Taco Bell will hold us down. <laughs> it, so it, it does it, wonders, Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> get black bean everything yeah for real, for real. i know they made it, they made it so easy man. yeah they used to be, you know, they, t- they took away the potatoes for a while but you know you start adding the potatoes in there with the black beans it's perfect. oh yeah yeah, so. yeah that, that was that was rough when they took the potatoes i know it's like what the what the it's fuck like, are we yeah, supposed to do for real, for real. <laughs> it's like why all the that, uh, protein yeah, yeah. Uh, the Beyond Jerky too. Yeah, uh, that that held us down on tour. It was definitely like a Beyond Jerky tour. We were eating that like every day. Nice. Yeah, they started selling it. I think they had it at Walmart, and I had a friend tell me about it. And like, I thought it would be impossible to find, and then it, it's actually oh, yeah. pretty awesome. So. Yep. Yep. That's the same. Like we were like, oh yeah, we were just like at Walmart and picked it up, and and yeah, it's like it's like surprisingly good. I think. Yeah. Anyway can hardly tell a difference i tell a lot of people like if i had to do this and i didn't say anything about it it wasn't vegan or whatever you wouldn't know so right right and i turned a lot of friends on to like vegan food now they're kind of incorporating it even though they still will eat you know normal um they'll buy like a lot of the vegan stuff at home which i mm-hmm. you know it saved people money in the long run yeah for sure but uh yeah that's awesome glad you guys finally got that under your under your belt you'll be you know ready to jump in on this um hopefully soon for um to support the new album but developing absurdity ready to dive into this i guess we can start with track one here 
Yeah. Uh, Anantiodromia. Yeah, that's right. There. That's right. Um, so this one, and like I'll, I'll touch on like kind of the lyrical meaning too, like sure. a little bit. But sure. um, they were all written like by our drummer Vinny. So um, take it take it with a grain of salt. It's <laughs> just like my understanding of the lyrics. Right. This is, Best like, you can. Yep. Yep. Um, so in Antiodromia, this song is kind of like like lyrically. Um, it's kind of like in Antiodromia uh, means uh, like like the natural process of like a living thing becoming its opposite. Yeah. Um, so like uh, like the most common like way we see this is kind of like like uh, like a living organism dying, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it becoming nutrients to sustain new life, uh, and this sure. goes on and on, right? So that's kind of like what this song is about. It's very death metal. Um, sure. And then like, so musically, this was actually, this is like the oldest written song that like found its way onto the record and like, uh, oh, this well. one, yeah. Um, and this like, wasn't even really intended to like be on the record at first, like, um, when it was written, it was kind of just like a loose track. Um, and this is like, like pre COVID yeah. even, um, because we had like kind of completely different, uh, plans. Like I, like, yeah, I'll, I'll just put this in. Like if COVID didn't happen, like, I don't know if the record would be here yet. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause, cause we were like, um, we were going to plan on like touring on like the EP and like, uh, like the split with bottom creation on it. Yeah. Um, so we only had like, like this song was written, um, but we hadn't even like really started the record yet. Um, like until really until like after the pandemic, we like really started writing for it. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, yeah, this is like the oldest song and this was, it was written like pre pandemic and it, it kind of, um, I think it was like kind of foreshadowing like more of like kind of, the sound we were like we're getting into on the record like sure. um it's like still like pretty close to like the ep a little more like straightforward and yeah but we're like starting to get some of that um like melody in there i guess you yeah know, i'm like starting to write like a little bit like more long form so i don't know for yeah. some reason like i was <laughs> really just trying to write like longer songs at that time <laughs> it was like bottom creation this one yeah um, but but yeah um yeah, track one. It's the it's where you can hear it start out. So it's it's solid too. It's a good starting way, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, and that too. Like um, even though it like wasn't written for the album, like once we kind of had like um, like a, a few of the songs, and we were kind of like starting to like roughly arrange them. Like we kind of knew like oh, this is like totally like an album opener. Like it yeah has this like like brooding kind of intro and like just throws you right in you know yeah that's how i like it whenever you just know it's gonna tear your face off you're like oh shit here we go <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Just, trying, to, trying to get a, a little cinematic <laughs> yeah view, i guess <laughs> exactly and then track two which is your uh single off the record those which stare back which uh everyone can stream and listen to right now uh, on youtube and streaming platforms Yep. Um, so this one, um, this one also wasn't really <laughs> intended to be on the record. Uh, after this, all the other songs were were for the record. Like that okay. was the, in mind. But like this song, um, actually, and it, it was written like while we were writing for the record. But um, yeah. we had been asked to do like a compilation 
Yeah. Um, that that didn't end up happening. So that's kind of like what this song was intended for. But like, as you know, once we finished it and we're like jamming, we're like, oh fuck, like I don't know if we can give this song to to this compilation. Like we might need this for the record. Like yeah, it's just I don't know. I, we were all just really happy uh, with how the song came out because uh, it's just like really hard hitting and oh, that's a banger. Um, kind of showcases like like everything we're trying to do right. Like it's like really riffy and groovy. Um, but then we still get into like the melody and um, kind of bring it back, like bring riffs back. Not like yeah. the chorus, but um, kind of like bring it back, like musical theme, I guess. Uh, and like lyrically, the song is kind of um, it's like it, it's about like survivor's guilt, really. Okay. Um, kind of like depression and yeah. Um, it's a it's kind of like realizing that. Uh, like that you wish there was an afterlife that you could like join your loved ones in right or like, yeah. wishing you could right. take their place or like that kind of thing um yeah i guess like <laughs> getting getting like a little dark there but um, hey you know perfect uh realm for that here in death metal it can always get darker but it, the crazy exactly. thing is you wrote it pre-covid so it's kind of like where it fell into it um lyrically is kind of crazy you know to uh right yeah. go from yeah, one yeah, to the I other <laughs> there's been like a lot of uh coincidences like that i guess too even because like even um like when i'm writing uh the music like Vinny and i aren't always talking about like you know here's what i have like lyrically or right you know that kind of thing but it it kind of turns out like they're just real like synergistic i guess or they end up being that way yeah it's on the on the same page without even you know it's like an esp thing almost (laughs) right right yeah it's good when the song falls in a place like that you know like when i'm writing lyrics and stuff like that it's it's good where like a a guitar player especially just like you have something in mind you want and then they just present it you're like oh i wrote something like that the other day and like that's exactly what i wanted to hear and you know kind of like a, right. a plug and play thing so that's really nice to to have that kind of connection for sure definitely and that's like yeah yeah, like, I guess, like I was saying, like, that's, like, kind of been the case with, like, a lot of these songs, and I guess, like, just the, like you're saying, like, the subject matter just kind of lends it to, like, dark, dark, <laughs> uh, heavy music, so. Sure. Now to number three, Nauseating Despair. Um, so this song, like, I think, like, on, like, a, the band as a whole, like, this is probably the song we're all, like, most proud of, um, just because, like, uh, like, musically, it's like a really, really succinct and like concise version of like what we're trying to do, right? Like, um, yeah. And I have uh, like these peaks and valleys, and like be able to incorporate, um, you know, like melody and stuff that maybe isn't like, like your standard kind of death metal thing, but still keep it, uh, like it still is death metal just with these other things in it. Um, right. Yeah. Add your own flavor to it, really, you know. Right. 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 And, and I mean, like this song, like for me, was like kind of cool too, because like riff-wise, like um, like e- almost every riff in the song is kind of like based around like one riff. Yeah. And it it's like uh, this one riff in it, uh, like like how many ways can we like do this different and yeah. progress the song kind of thing. Um, Which I love hearing then, that too. You know, the just like you can tell that you took your time with it and you just kind of came up with new ways to do the same riff and just make it better and better each time and. You know, I, I like hearing that kind of shit. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I'm. I don't know. Kind of nerdy about that. I guess. <laughs> just keep building that, on the song, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, it also just comes from too, like, like we like all like as musicians been kind of like growing as like the band does. Like, yeah. Um, like before, like before Fobo, we were like, uh, like we were just playing like hardcore bands, like power chords and shit. And yeah, yeah. We were like, <laughs> we were just like, as it, it's gone, we just like kept writing music that is like, just like a little bit above, uh, like our playing ability and whatever. <laughs> we're kind of growing with it. So, so like in that aspect too, it's like cool to uh, like internally see like our, our musical journey or whatever. But, um, but anyway, so like lyrically, the song is kind of like, um, it's uh, kind of just riffing on like this idea of, you know, like as human beings where like, like we have this fatal self-awareness, like we're, we're, we're too conscious uh, of ourselves for our own good, right? Yeah. Um, and kind of this, uh, just, just the realization of um, like, there's a separation between what, what you want life to be and like the reality of the situation or sure or the you know the reality that the universe just is completely indifferent to whatever we have going on you know good or bad you know what i mean um and again that's like kind of like a recurring theme on the record but, yeah um, that's like you know they could be sold out of your beer at walmart but the reality is we're all just kind of molecules here by maybe accident so I mean, it doesn't really matter you know what i mean <laughs> right, right. think of weird shit like that during like throughout the day <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like um like and when i talk to Vinny about this it's like this idea of like when something happens to you and you're like oh like why me like why did this happen to me and, right you know the universe's response is you know well well why not you, you know? <laughs> that's your turn that's today the, right you and millions of others yeah, I love that concept. Um, Cathedrals of Blood, Twilight of the Idols. That's a that's a beefy song title. Love it. Oh yeah, yeah. Gotta get gotta get part. We had to have at least one song where part of the title was in parentheses, right? Yeah, that's like a what Gorgoroth or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Twilight of the Idols. <laughs> but this song, um, this is like yeah, like religious critique. Mm. Um, kind of just yeah, getting into. Uh, you know uh the damage uh religion has had uh and has yeah humanity. sure yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like that kind of just that idea um like musically this one was really uh just uh, trying to like round the album out um having something like again like a little more maybe like straightforward kind of straight heavy i don't know if this one like ended up turning out that way because we still like got melodic in there right whatever but um there was like a lot of like demigod influence on this too, and like oh, yeah. drama, like um, stuff like that. Um, and it, <laughs> like funny enough, I think there's even like like some My Dying Bride influence that. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. Directly, like I just remember like when I was writing this, my roommate like he was just on a huge My Dying Bride kick <laughs> that like just made it in there uh, by accident somehow. But um, that that dark yeah, like gothic sound to it, you know. It's good. Yeah. Sh- it's I good think, shit. Yeah, just like at the end, we have these like kind of like ringing out power chords. Like internally, we <laughs> we just been calling it like the rocker riff, like it's, <laughs> it's like some bar- like some barrier shaker. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Well, that's good, man. To incorporate all those things, just 
pour what you can into it. People don't like it. You know, you understand it. You know, right. <laughs> yeah, and like, like when we started this band, there was never like, like literally all we talked like it was just like, hey, do you want to start a death metal band? It wasn't like, oh, do you want to start a death metal band? That's like these three bands, and that's all it can be. Right. Yeah, we'll just put whatever <laughs> here if we think it's, it's not right, you know, if we can make it work. It doesn't have to be formulaic. It just has to be, you know, let's write some riffs, and that, there we go. That's what right, right. death metal is really about. It's about the riffs. <laughs> yep. Got to have those those hard hitters. It's good to throw in the melodic shit in there. Just, I mean, so many ways you can do it. And you guys are, For sure. you guys are crushing it. Thank you. Yeah, that's definitely something, something we're trying to do. Like, just again, just like having dynamic and yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, like peaks and valleys, like in the songs themselves. But then, yeah, like also, like we definitely want to, like, write a record that is better when you listen to it, like front to back. Absolutely, I agree, hundred percent. Then number five, individuation. Uh, so this song this is an instrumental song. Yeah, um, and this one was like. Uh, to be honest, it was like very challenging to write. Yeah. Um, like I've never really written anything like this before. Um, but it was definitely like, um, like when I was writing it, I was definitely thinking about like how can I kind of have this like uh, like instrumental break in the album that that still like makes sense uh, with the rest of the songs and like doesn't yeah. feel like kind of this out of place like. You know, I mean, I'm sure you have heard a bunch of records where like they they also do this and they have like an uh, instrumental in the record and it like it's cool, but it like maybe doesn't necessarily like tie into kind of like anything else that's like going on in the record. So like yeah, it's not necessarily a break. It's more like a placeholder almost. Like it's not so much like oh yeah, this is flowing with it. It's just like oh, this is like a instrumental song, you know? Right, right. Instead um, of it being part of like I guess like. I don't say like story, but you you know like the overall flow of the record. It's nice when it's blended in versus just an instrumental track put on the record. You know. Yep, exactly. That's why I like because like all the guitar, like all the guitar parts are like um, based around like the beginning and the end of the next song, um, and then. But also like with that, I was trying to do. There was like a, a really big like I don't do you did you ever play like Diablo two? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. There's like huge like Diablo two um, like the soundtrack uh, influence on this. Like I just think okay. The the music uh, from that game is like incredible. Like to me, oh, it's yeah. like I don't know. It might be a masterpiece. <laughs> really sick. All right. Really sick. I have to re-listen to it and hear the the Diablo parts in it. So I didn't catch For it. Sure. Nice. Uh, go go. Uh, Google like the um, <laughs> Diablo to like wilderness theme or like okay. the Tristram theme. It's like definitely strong influences from that. Um, it's amazing. And then also, also like trying to, um, and we'll kind of like get into this more too, like in the later songs. But there's definitely like um, like Fabio Frizzi, like uh, the soundtracks he did. Oh, of course. Uh, for like the Fulci movies, like huge influence on like the melodic stuff in our record. Um, it's amazing. And, like this song too, like. Um, I just saw him in uh, Maryland back in May. Um, interviewed him, but I didn't get to go to his show. So seeing him live was incredible. You know. So yeah, I, I I would love to see Fabio Frizzi. Like, like I'll, I'll just like watch the YouTube videos, and I'm like, oh, this is so sick. And like the way they just like adapt them and like expand them for like a like a full band kind of thing is really cool too. Yeah, and he went through like 
I thought he would just only do a few movies, but he started doing like the scores from like a uh, Manhattan Baby and shit. I was like, oh man, this is so cool. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, Sick. yeah, it, it it blew me away. It was pretty awesome. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm glad to hear that influence is there. Um, number six, the illusion of self. So this one, um, like honestly, I th- I think like the intent lyrically was to like keep this kind of vague and like have people um, interpret it how they want. To. Sure. Yeah. interpret it so like I probably won't like I won't get into it super I really actually probably won't touch on it at all <laughs> like, like honestly like what it's inspired by is like very abstract to me as well yeah um, but like so musically right um, when we started jamming this one it kind of got the <laughs> I don't know like you'll be jamming and like you'll have like makeshift titles for stuff right yeah, um, this yeah. one internally ended up being called like the Gorgut song <laughs> because of the nice. intro nice yeah but, re- but really like I feel like for me when I uh, the intro was more inspired by like unreal sounds from like mm-hmm. City of the Living Dead soundtrack yeah yeah, with, yeah. Like, electric guitar like trying to do like that thing because again I just think like uh, I don't know like the melodies uh, Frizzy does are, they're just so sick and like um, like the layering too oh yeah um, really influential um and this song um, definitely has like some of my favorite riffs on it too. Like especially near the end, like there's just some pretty like sick groovy riffs and like yeah, we have some stuff in like seven too. Like we don't say we started just playing around like different times and stuff. Um, but this one also though, like was like kind of tough too. Like we had like half of this written and then kind of like got it a stand. So like there's a like an alternate version even I guess you could say where that like just didn't end up um handing out uh but yeah oh yeah okay so is that something you guys i mean obviously you have this version now but the other one is it just like maybe used for later with like some of the riffs you use somewhere else down the road or is it just kind of uh, its own little thing i don't know because um i feel like uh, <laughs> like the alternate, like the version that we ended up getting scrapped in this song, like honestly, it just like isn't very good. Oh yeah, okay. So might not, <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't know if we'll like revisit like any of that stuff. I mean, that's definitely something that happens though. Um, yeah. There was like, um, there was like a, a song that, um, like didn't make like the cut at all. That has the like multiple songs that are on the record like have riffs from that song. So that's like yeah, definitely yeah. something that happens. Um, the, but for this one, it just didn't because it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable, yeah. Sorry, like the one we got's good. Mostly the other one. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> the number seven, Survive in Obscurity. I love that. Yeah, this one is just, a, again, like, um, just talking about the human experience uh, and <laughs> the you know what seems to be like the meaningless suffering yeah uh, that comes along with it right um and just kind of uh, it just touches on you know like that that endless search for for like a purpose right yeah. or like an inherent meaning and then and then finding that you know there's nothing there really. <laughs> uh, as far as it, there being something like inherent you know right or like a like a predetermined fate kind of thing sure um, and then Again, like with this song, uh, trying to just have just something upbeat, uh, something a little, a little more heavy. Um, this one had like a lot of 
like specific influence from like a drama like song like as the gods to come there's like big influence from that um and kind of just and really just like generally like um like i just think kind of like because they're like groovy and melodic but it's like off kilter and kind of weird so like i just think it's really sick um, hell yeah it's just been really influential yeah um, but yeah and then this one kind of like a little more a little more like soundtrack influence like the kind of like break uh the break in the middle of the song where it's kind of like just the one guitar yeah um and then all the rest of the rhythm comes out that's kind of like sequenced after kind of like the halloween theme oh yeah bit there too and like and like even the notes are like kind of similar too so it's like kind of trying to get like that vibe too again like that foreboding and like sense of doom uh type of thing what better way it's one of the best ways uh is that that film like you know they start showing like the pov of michael myers or whatever and playing the theme it's fucking sick and really like just from that view you know i know they did before that like that movie peeping tom or whatever but i mean it was just so impactful to have that score and the way that they shot that film you know there's nothing like it so to put that into a death metal song with that in mind you know that's pretty awesome oh yeah because <laughs> like isn't there uh isn't there that story like when they were trying like test screenings of like halloween without the music people were like ah like you know what this isn't even like really scary until like until they added the score and then yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. The, the score is like a character in and of itself you know mm-hmm. just the way it drives it oh yeah and that's like again like just something that i try and think about a lot too like even though there isn't like uh a visual aspect to like the record per se like i try and think a lot about like how can like how can we use music to kind of like inform like the emotion right in the song or like like that kind of thing i guess absolutely and then the same thing with um you know the movie phantasm that's like oh yeah i mean frederick myro is a fucking genius the way that I mean, it's just not even just the music, but, like, the sounds that are incorporated into it just make mm-hmm. it very deep and, like, it adds the more of the horror to it almost in the movie. It's just, like, oh yeah, keeps it, totally. you know, the vibe of it. And it's one of my favorite parts of that film is just the the music itself. Same, same here. Just, and, and, yeah, the score for Phantasm is it's great. It's amazing. Like, and, and, I mean, we've seen, like, like a lot of bands that have uh, found ways to include that in their own music too sure you got left hand path you know yeah yeah yep yep (laughs) and i think uh i think like uh i'm not super familiar with them but i think like that tormentor band might have done the same yeah yeah was that um dude from mayhem uh and tormentor i think yeah i think attila yeah attila yeah 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 he does i'm pretty sure he has phantasm in there too i know what you're talking about And when I saw Bloodbath, they did a cover of Left Hand Path, but they started it right at that part of the song where it was like they broke oh, out shit. into the Phantasm theme. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is fucking That's awesome, dude!" Yeah, it was fucking great. All right, so we are arrived at the final track, uh, the title track, "Enveloping Obscurity." um like like lyrically it's kind of like tying all the 
like what has been talked about before um, and kind of like tying it into just one track. And again, just like um, kind of like riffing on existentialism and, and again, just uh, again, like the idea that there is no inherent meaning to like any of this, right? Yeah. Um, and then it's like, and I know like some of the other songs are like seem kind of grim, but really I think like <laughs> the message is like supposed to be hopeful in a sure. way because it's supposed to kind of say like, hey, you know, there's no meaning to any of this. Make <laughs> your own meaning, right? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, like you decide what makes this important and what makes this worth continuing, like life, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like kind of it, it really is like supposed to be like kind of hopeful. Um, it's hopeful in a like, sense, but it's still saying live your own life or whatever, however you want to. You know, picture what you're doing here. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely not it, trying to. It could be bleak, it's but it's not necessarily. You know. Like, you might have a purpose, you might not. It's more or less like, right. you figure it out, like, there's where you fit yourself, you know. Right, right. Exactly right. I mean, and it's like, a, a, this idea, like, there's no light without the dark, right? Sure. Like, um, that kind of thing. But um, There's that balance, yeah. So then, yep, exactly. Um, so then, like, musically, this one, this song actually was the first song that was written with the intent of being on the album and awesome and and again so like at this time i was still in this like uh, like, let's try and write longer songs let's let's really (laughs) try and like put as much as we can like dynamically um, into the songs because it it starts out kind of like this like morbid angel ish type of riff um and then it goes into like this like melodic kind of like sliding section maybe like even this like death ish type of thing so it's really yeah really did combine a lot of stuff there but um i i think this song like um also has like some of my favorite moments on it like when we get to like the middle kind of melodic section like again like super heavy like fabio frizzy influence like yeah definitely channeling like some like zombie like kind of energy or like uh, um like that kind of thing and and even like um like a little prog influence too like um there's definitely like um, like this soft machine song, like the tale of Talisin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like um, around like after we're kind of after it first breaks into the melodic section, and it gets to this real kind of like I guess you could describe it like like hopeful. I guess yeah. like kind of has this hopeful tone to it. Like there was like strong soft machine uh, influence there too. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. I think this song is. Like, like was a first for us to in a way like I, I don't think we prior uh had ever really like done a song that kind of incorporated this many elements or you know went like this melodic or sure and it kind of culminates everything it's a great way to close the record and it's cool to know it's like hey this is the first one we wrote for the record it's the title track and you know it, it's the last one you'll hear and it you know kind of puts everything together yeah yeah that's what it definitely like um it definitely felt like because even like similar to like the lyrics too i think this song like has like musically kind of like all the elements um yeah that the other songs are like kind of touching on too Um, it's awesome man yeah it's a it's a killer fucking record it's one hell of a debut i can't wait for everyone to hear it can't wait for you guys to finally get it put out and september is a little it's not far off. We're we're getting there, but um, it's uh yeah, 
yeah, well, yeah mean, it's common. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, and like I like I was saying earlier, like at, at this point, like we're like two years deep into the process <laughs> of this, like right. uh, like a few more months, like yeah, it's nothing. It'll it'll yeah. be faster than than you think. So. It's on its way. So we got mm-hmm. enveloping absurdity. A phobophilic debut album comes out September first. Prosthetic Records. You guys be sure to pre-order that. Um, you get the links on there. I'll post those as well once we get this up and um, get everybody ready to go for the record. And man, you know, congrats on the debut. And it's definitely going to be awesome for you guys. Hopefully, and uh, you guys have any um, anything else as far as touring or any shows coming up? You guys want to? Um, mention on here so we don't have um, well I'll just say this like um, we have some tours in the works um, awesome for later this year um, and we'll definitely be doing like a handful of release shows too like uh, like in September right uh, to support the release but Sick. that's like that's really all I can say right now awesome it's just stuff in the works but we will we'll be getting out there we're definitely trying to play like anywhere and everywhere so. <laughs> Awesome. We, we hope to see you guys and everybody listening. Be sure to keep uh, up to date on their socials so you can, you know, be uh, ready to go when the tour announcements happen or the show announcements. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to to get this out and start start grinding it, man. I'm I'm excited about it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited too. Excited to see what everyone thinks. And then real quick, so we only got a couple minutes. Um, I guess if somebody asks you, hey. What what are some horror movie recommendations? What would you give them if they had like really never watched horror before? And and you know you don't have to mention the essentials obviously like but just just your personal favorites. You're like oh man you gotta watch this. Okay. Um, all right, I got I got like a few. Um, okay. So look, okay, like a newer one. Uh, yeah, like any of them. Knife and Heart. Uh, okay. This one, yeah, it's like a, it's like definitely like a Jalo kind of throwback. Nice. Movie. I just think like what is like kind of special about this movie is like. Um, it just is like it's actually like a Jalo story, and it, it it's just strange, like like Italian movies are, right? Like I think a lot of movies that uh, try to pay homage or do that kind of thing, like they like focus a lot on like the color and sure. not so much like the the strangeness of the stories or, and the pacing right. and like that kind of thing. And I think this movie like does that really successfully. Yeah, so it's like I mean you're not gonna be Argento, but you can kind of have some nods, but you know you, you right, want it to right. just be just batshit almost you know <laughs> so make some fun or you're just yeah. like what the what the fuck's going on you know i like right, exactly. feeling that way yep same i think I, I was talking with a friend too and he he put it like yeah like you know like argento fulci movies like they all operate on like nightmare logic <laughs> and when he said that i was like oh this like totally made it click for me like this like that's a perfect way to put this because yeah they're totally like uh it's total nightmare logic it, just like strange you know but yeah like in suspiria there's like that i guess he's like a butler dude and he's kind of thrown into the mix of like these witches and you don't know if he's the one killing people for him at first but then it's just mm-hmm. like what the fuck is like that part of it it's just weird you know like it makes no <laughs> right. sense and they have like a room full of just barbed wire in it you know it's it's stupid but it's awesome it makes it so much fun to where you can be like what the fuck is going on and you don't you don't fully figure it out either. You just kind of like once the story kind of unfolds a little bit, you're like, 
oh, they're explaining that part, but then they're like, well, wait, what was that fucking weird dude about? And it's like, I guess he was just like an Igor kind of character. I don't fucking know, but right, yeah. it, it, it made for a cool little plot device, I guess. That made no sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit. Same, same here. Um, and I was, I'm gonna give him one old one too. This okay. one is also like some Italian fellow worship, but like uh, this movie, Evil Dead Trap. Um, okay. Really sick Japanese movie. Oh, uh, hell yeah. It came out in the 80s, but it, it's totally, like, you can tell they were super influenced by, like, yeah, like, Fulci, Argento, nice. Italian stuff, but, like, through a Japanese lens. Uh, nice. Really sick and cool movie. Weird movie, too. Uh, but, yeah, definitely check those out. All right, we'll do. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, one I used yeah. to watch when I was younger that came out all the time, I think it's a Japanese horror. It's called uh, Infection. Oh, okay, yeah. I've, I've seen it takes place, like, in a hospital the whole time, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking gross, but it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely give that a rewatch. It's it's good stuff. Um, definitely, definitely will have to. Yeah, man, it's it's been a blast talking to you. I, I look forward to having the album come out, and I look forward to you know, hopefully seeing you guys on the road sometime. And this has been awesome. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. <laughs>